From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. It's a big big move. It's a big move, big commitment. (laughs) So Ricky Redtail's actually not your name, but it's actually kind of funny because I actually thought it was your name. Uh, but knowing that it's Red Tail CRM, uh, so yeah. I guess you know, walk us through because we got connected with you guys. We we got on board here with Reminder Media at the you know with LPL Financial. So for those who don't know, right. LPL is a big financial services uh, company, and they have a ton of financial advisors. And we were able to go to one of their conferences, and you know we've kind of been seeing Red Tail at these financial advisor conferences that we go out to. And we just see so many people talking about you guys that we said, hey, we got we to gotta figure out who these guys are. It comes, it turns out that you guys are a CRM platform. I think you're the most popular CRM pa- platform for LPL, if not in the financial services arena. And so at that point, we wanted to get connected with you guys. So we actually here at Runner Media are trying to integrate with you guys at uh, Redtail sure. to where we actually put our products within your CRM, make it easier for our financial advisors to use you guys as CRM. But with that being said, you know I'm excited to really hear your journey and your story, especially because the philosophy we have here is that your net worth is gonna be directly correlated to your network. And I always coach okay. people that it's about how you manage your database, meaning your ability to manage, you call it your database, call it your, your list of contacts, your relationship, or your relationships, how you manage those people will directly correlate to probably the income you make, the amount of success, how long you'll be in the business. And a CRM, obviously, is the main tool to be able to do this. But if you could kind of introduce yourself to the audience, tell them your story, how did you get involved with Redtail, to kind of take us up to today, and then let's dive in kind of to the topic of CRM, what's a good one, how do you do it, what are the principles you would teach when managing your CRM? So go ahead I love and introduce it, man. yourself no, to the audience. You, I mean, you gave me already a, a very regal <laughs> introduction, so it's much appreciated. And, and um, he's good-looking, guys. So go to the YouTube video. No, <laughs> there you go. I got. I, I. I. I swear this happened. I walked. I was walking out of my joint today, and I realized, oh yeah, this is going to be on video. I was. I put. I had to go back and shave a little, do my hair. <laughs> I forgot all of that, so I'm glad I, I remembered. Um, I've been with Redtail for pushing eight years now. It'll be wow. eight years in December. And I didn't go to school for anything financial. I went to Scottsdale Community College and I studied filmmaking, screenwriting, and public speaking. And that's what my degree is in. And after that, I did a, a, a stint at Disney World. I did a, a college internship at Disney World where I drove the, for anybody who's been to Disney World, Animal Kingdom, they have the Kilimanjaro Safari attraction, which is a safari tour ride. Real animals, real guide, real driving. There's not a track that we're locked in on. It's not like the Jungle Cruise. I was in control, right? I was at the wheel. So if we're going, we're all going, we're going together, you know? And I came back from that, and that's when the housing crisis hit. And so all of that sweet, sweet money that I spent going to community college, all those student loans I avoided, it basically turned into credit card debt after that because I couldn't 
get a job. I couldn't get a job for a year. Mm. And I worked with kids before and after school care um, at the Chandler School District here for two years, working 30-hour-a-week split shifts, wondering, like, what am I going to do with my life? And then one fateful weekend, and it's crazy that I can pinpoint this down to one weekend, but one weekend I was – as a matter of fact – it was actually this very close to this weekend because my one of my good friend's birthday was the basis of this party we went to. And her birthday is today as we record this. So it, it was very close to the anniversary there. My old high school buddy, David Melhorn, came to that party and we ran into each other. I was probably a, ne- a level of inebriated. I don't know exactly <laughs> how. I love it. And we had grown apart during college. We went to different colleges. And I saw him on Facebook. I saw his adventures, all of his travels, going all over the place, talking for Redtail. And I asked him, like, what do you do? You travel everywhere. Are you a secret agent? What is it? And he told me all about Redtail, all about what they do, all about what he does in terms of sales, conferences, meeting people, public speaking. And I said to him, I would be very good at that, don't you think? And he agreed. And I said, let me know uh, if you have any openings. What's crazy is that he had no business being at that party because that was the weekend he proposed to his wife. I didn't know this, (laughs) but he came to the party before going to California to propose to his wife. So he had no business being there. But because he was there, we had the conversation. A month later, he calls me up. I apply and the rest is history. Now he's the director wow. of sales. I'm the managing training team lead. And it's crazy that I can pinpoint it to that exact point. Not a lot of people can pinpoint a, no. a big swing in life right. to one conversation. And I love that I can do that. I think it's really fun. So how many uh, users does Redtail have now? As like uh, You guys obviously produce. I mean, tell the audience a little bit about Redtail, what you guys do. Sure. And then, you know, how many users kind of you guys have? So Redtail is web-based contact relationship management software, CRM. A lot of people call it it client relationship management, but I call it contacts because you're not just managing client relationships. It's prospects. It's family. It's more than that. Uh, Fortunately, contact also starts with a C, so it works. Um, But we are the number one used CRM in the financial services industry. Uh, We've been around for – we just celebrated our Sweet 16 this year, so we're coming up on 17 years. And I would say because of our subscription model, it's web-based. It's a a month-to-month subscription. There's no contracts. There's no, you're not locked in for anything. And the way we do it is we don't do it per user. Okay. Almost every other CRM out there does per user. Um, some don't. Some offer packages. But for us, it's a month-to-month subscription for up to 15 users. Street price, 99 bucks for all 15. Uh, and then we offer various discounts. I think LPL is down to like 50 or 60 bucks. And because of that, we have... I, you know, it's got to be around 40 to 50,000 databases, which translates to over 100,000 users. Wow. You know, but they're not individual licenses. So I always give that little kind of explanation for Mm. it. But yeah, we are are the most used CRM. um, Depending on what financial services publication you read, we're either one or two in terms of uh, surveys. Um, But in, in all fairness, Outlook is oftentimes the only thing that gets rated above us, and I don't really consider Outlook a CRM. <laughs> so, 
I, I basically consider us number one. Uh, yeah, and we've been going strong. We were the first web-based CRM when we started, and now everybody's web-based and things like that. But um, yeah. I love it here. I drink, I'm wearing the shirt. I drink the Kool-Aid. I'm getting. I'm not really getting a name change, but it's not all completely off the table. Um, I love it here. I love working here. I love the people that I work for. Did, I love. Do you actually go by Ricky everything. Redtail, or did I just make that up a, in our conversation? No, a lot of people. A lot of people know me as Ricky Redtail. Okay, My I was Twitter like, I know I Redtail. heard that from somewhere. I know somebody calls him Ricky Redtail. It were, I mean, <laughs> listen, when you do what I do, and you guys know this. It, it it helps to brand yourself, build yeah. the personality of who you are. And I already have plenty of personality. Especially because so you're I'm the told. chief evangelist, man. You're just like, you're out yeah. there spreading the word, man. I'm out here doing the, the Red Tail Revival. Yeah, the Red Tail Revival. So, well, let's talk it, about... It, it, it doesn't hurt. Let's talk about CRMs, right? Because CRMs, like, you know, our audience, we have, you know, real estate agents, insurance agents, financial advisors, a myriad of different business owners that listen to this. All of them... That's could have tremendous, yeah, yeah, could have tremendous value in managing their contacts. Mm-hmm. Walk us through kind of your philosophy when you think of a CRM. What are some of the basics that people need to think of? And then let's get into some of the neat like tips and tricks that you've seen people do okay. with their CRM, and especially obviously within Redtail too. Sure. Well, the, I mean, what I've been saying most recently is that the CRM is designed to be the heart of your business. And you can't live without a heart. You can't live without a heart that is healthy. You can't live without a heart that is clean. And that's what CRM is. There are a lot of people that I still find aren't using a CRM. And to me, that's that's wild to me. Now, there are other tools. Sure, there's paper calendars and files and folders and Excel spreadsheets. And that's fine, but... I kind of look at them like, wow, you're walking around without a heart. I don't know how you're <laughs> going. So that's our core philosophy, not only in you know, how we present Redtail and how we train on Redtail, but also how we integrate as well. You brought up integration. We integrate with hundreds of different services, whether they be marketing services or planners or, or with LPL, particularly with their client work system. And all of it is designed to flow in and out of Redtail. The stuff that you put into Redtail is designed to flow out to market, flow out to put a plan together. Or like ClientWorks, flow in to give you a better idea, better uh, uh, a full picture, if you will, of who a client is. And so that's my core philosophy when I'm teaching CRM. I, Like I said, I drink the Kool-Aid. I firmly believe CRM is the most important tool in anybody's arsenal. And I particularly say tool because sometimes technology is hard to uh, – it's hard to sell people on. Technology is abstract. What is technology? Uh, is it the green ones and zeros you see in the matrix? <laughs> is, it, is it a robot? So I always try and t- tell people this is a tool. Right. It's a tool to complete a job. It's a tool for an industry just like a, you know, a lithium-ion powered you – know, oscillating you know power saw is yep. like you need these tools so a question so i get all the time right from agents that we coach and even you know financial advisors is how do i go about picking a crm right there's so many out there sure like um what, what's you know some of the ways that you guys help people kind of break down how they should find a crm what are the things they should look for in a crm 
Okay, that's a really good question. Now, I think one of the things as a trainer, I get a little bit of a benefit. I get a little bit of a, a bit of leeway because obviously I'm training Red Tail. I'm talking up Red Tail, but I'm also a client advocate. So a lot of times I'll tell people, you should be using a CRM. Even if it's not Red Tail, you should be using it. A big part of it is where does it fall on the simplicity spectrum, in my opinion. Okay. Um, there are CRMs out there that are really, really simple to use. They don't offer any training. Um, they're pretty consistent with most other technologies out there. And there are other CRMs that can be built from scratch and customized from scratch and require you to have X amount of hours of training on and things like that. So a lot of it is finding a fit with not only the simplicity, but also cost, staff. If you are an office with a couple billion AUM and maybe 30 people on staff, then it would benefit you to get a really complex CRM and invest the time and money and energy into making it specifically, you know, specific to what your needs are. But most of this industry isn't that. Right. Most of this industry is, you know, two to three to four to five person shops who need something out of the box. And that's where we come in. We're a fairly out of the box solution that offers a certain level of customization. But that customization isn't isn't paramount to it working. You know, it will only make it better. I always tell people you can use Redtail as a as a Rolodex and it'll be the best Rolodex you've ever had. But there's a lot of power behind it. And I personally feel like we're right in that sweet spot of something that is easy to learn, easy to use, and something that is scalable, you know, out of the and that's that's a big part of it. A lot of it is about your future plans, what the size of your staff is, how simple, how complex you want to make something. What is the biggest mistake you see your clients making with their CRM? It would be too easy to say they're not using it, right? But, <laughs> but that is, true, but meaning like that is a golden truth. nugget in and of yeah. itself. It's like, what's the best CRM? Yeah. Yeah. It's the CRM you use. What's the best system? It's the using. system you use. It's what you commit to using day in and day out. But as you look into exactly. why aren't they using it? Like, you know, right. if people aren't using the CRM, why? Like, is it, a, is it a motivation thing? Is it a, you know, too complex thing? Why, why do people not use CRMs? Everybody's different, right? Every, and that's why I never badmouth other CRMs because I genuinely – and maybe that's why I'm not in sales anymore. <laughs> um, but but uh, it, everybody is different, right? For, for, for somebody – I look at it as cars, trucks, you know? For me, I drive a Dodge Challenger. I love my car. But for my dad, who's been a contractor, that's not the type of car that he needs. He needs a pickup truck. He needs right. something that can haul something. So CRM is the same way. It's a tool. You pick the best fit for you. But honestly, when it comes to people not using it, I'd say one of the uh, biggest hurdles is time. It's importance. It's buy-in. Okay. You know. You you got to be able to buy in. If I'm going to buy a new tool and I'm going to invest money in a new tool, then I have to use it. If I'm going to dictate to my staff that we are using this new tool, then I need to be consistent with that. It's kind of the one thing I can't teach. Consistency is hard to teach. I, I can't go into every office and 
be like Terry Tate office linebacker and start yelling at people in their face if they're not using their CRM. Um, I think the biggest hurdle kind of subcategory off of that is buy-in from the top down. I hear so many times from staff members, from office managers, that they are all in on this software, but the principal advisor, the main owner of the company, whatever, they're not. They're stuck in their ways. They're looking at their paper calendar. They don't want to enter in the stuff. That is super hard to try and alleviate, but that is probably one of the biggest hurdles that I see offices encounter. Well, there's actually a sales principle there of, um, I forget who said this, if it was Grant Cardone as a sales trainer or like Brian Tracy. There's only two reasons why people won't buy from you. There's only two reasons when you sum it up. They don't believe they'll use it or they don't believe it will work. It's like they either don't believe they're going to use it or they don't believe it will work because if they believed it would work, well, then they're going to do it unless they believe they don't aren't going to use it. And so once you sum it up to that, you know, you see that all the time. It's a sales principle. And, you know, you see that all the time when it comes to systems and marketing systems. Now, the way I've looked at CRMs, and I'd be curious to get your opinion on this, is really it's like you're managing your database, which is the most critical thing. You call it the heart of your business, which I believe wholeheartedly in that. Your success, like especially in service-based sales industries, like real estate, you know, insurance, financial advising, your value of your business is built off of your database. When you go to sell that business to somebody, it's going to be built off of that book of business that you built. So your database, it's mm-hmm. really the CRM is going to help you manage that database from a uh, cleaning standpoint, meaning like you can group these people in different groups. You can keep in touch with them. The CRM should also make your life easier in remembering what you should be doing on these contacts, right? So if I have 100 people in my database, one of the main things I want my CRM to do is remind me of the task that I have to do with these people. Specifically in our world, on the Reminder Media world, it comes to your follow-up. Because, you know, hey, when should I follow up with this person? What was last said when I followed up with them? And so I'm curious, when you look at CRMs, like, are you teaching your clients, hey, the first thing we need to do is we need to build your database and we need to get your database into segments. And from that segments, that's going to dictate how we contact these people. And, and yep. how we actually communicate with them. Is there anything else, like when you're setting someone up on their CRM, like what do you walk them through? Like are there tips that you give them when they're inputting their oh, contacts yeah. and stuff? Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's, you know, again, you're, you're right in line with, with kind of our core philosophy of training as well. There's basically the first thing that we focus on is customization and cleanup. When people transfer okay. over from another CRM or people are starting from scratch, whatever, Obviously, customization and cleanup are going to be the two most foundational things that you need to set up. It's For us, it starts with contact statuses and categories, a status being high level. The most basic segmentation you can make in your database is the difference between a client and a prospect, mm-hmm. right? That is the most basic, but there's more. Now, it all depends on what you want to track, spouses, inactive clients, centers of influence, businesses, whatever, And then below that is our categories, and our categories are essentially service-level categories. So if they're an active client, you know, it's customizable. It can be whatever you want, A, B, C, D, gold, silver, bronze. I did a training one time with an office that used mountain ranges, Hmm. or mountains specifically, K2 Denali Everest. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Everest is the whale, right? 
Exactly. They knew what it meant. They knew by looking at Everest that not only is this an active client, but they get a monthly newsletter. They get a quarterly review. Right. They get a, a holiday gift. Like with one word, they knew a lot about what services are provided to this client. And then beyond just your contacts, you brought up a really excellent point, which is what are we doing? What have we done with them? And that's your notes and your activities, right? Notes are in the past. They're things that have happened. So I can look back and reference them at any point in time. Okay, this is their last review. This is their last notes, our last task we did, whatever. And then activities are always in the future. I'm going to call them next week. I'm going to have a review with them in two months, those types of things. Those are the things that we focus on first when we're bringing people on board. Without those, your CRM is garbage. That's the lifeblood. That's that's the oil in the engine. It's the blood pumping through the heart. If you don't have it or if it's bad, it's not going to work. You're going to have a bad time. You know. Are you a new real estate agent looking to make it big? You already know you're going to need to work hard to keep motivated. But you also need a clear plan of action. That's why you should check out our ebook, The Ultimate Rookie Year Guide. It'll break down what you need to do on that crucial first year, month by month. Plus, you'll get free marketing tips along the way to leverage the sphere of influence you already have. To get started, go to ReminderMedia.com backslash Rookie Guide. That's ReminderMedia.com backslash Rookie Guide for a free Ultimate Rookie Year Guide. Don't wait. Take action on this today. No, 100% agree with you. It is literally your ability to segment your list is going to dictate how successful your marketing is going to be, dictate how successful your communication is going to be. I mean, everything flows from that. I think the gut check for everybody listening to this in the audience is if you went through or if we together as a consultant went through your database right now in your CRM, would you be proud of what you're showing me and how <laughs> you, you show it to somebody yeah, if else, you had right? to show how to somebody else how you've segmented your list how you've ranked them how each segment you've developed which is where I kind of want to go next is c- the communication plan for that person is you know hey here's the segmentations that I have that should immediately flow into what well h- what do I need to do for this person what's my communication plan for this client for this prospect even for I love the idea which is kind of a, a, a sub point, but I love the idea of spouses. I don't really talk to people mm-hmm. a lot about putting spouses into the CRM, but I think that's a phenomenal idea because especially in the financial advisor world, if you, if you can right. have an outreach to their spouse, you know, a lot of times, I mean, it's, it's you know, kind of rough to say, but let's say I pass away. Well, you better have a great relationship with my wife, Megan, otherwise she's going to move the money to another financial exactly. advisor. And that happens all the time. St- statistics show that. So walk us through, like, after you've cleaned, right, and after you've gotten them to segment their list, what's next on the training? What's next on the what they should be doing in their CRM? So before that, before I answer that question, I do want to reiterate the spouses thing. I I see, and and again, this is more specific for, uh, you know, financial advisors, but I think for any service provider building a one-on-one relationship with your clients, spouses, children, and family are are absolutely one of the most important things that you should be focusing on in building your relationships with. It's often said that it's cheaper to retain than it is to prospect new clients. And you got an in with family. I think there's some crazy stat out there that using the exact same scenario you just, you just uh, mentioned, it's something like 70 to 90% of spouses ditch their financial advisor. Because if, if they don't know you, 
they're going to talk to their friend. Yep. They're going to talk to their, their brother, their sister. They're going to talk to somebody they know and get a recommendation. The same is true as, of wealth transfer. Uh, wealth transfer is another huge thing where if you're not focusing on the kids the second they graduate high school – you're missing out. So yep. that's a huge thing I always try and push on people and, and remind them of that. And Redtail helps them do that, obviously. But as far as next steps, a lot of it is, is consistency, again, making sure that those things are clearly defined, those things are clearly understood. A communication plan is put in place for each one of those particular items. You know, I want to look for all of my active, you know, Everest clients – and I know I, I want to put together a communication plan. Everybody who's an Everest client, they're going to get a paper newsletter, an email newsletter. They're going to get this thing. They're going to get that thing. And it's going to be on this type of cycle. And then you can put those things into Redtail. You can put those things into any CRM. Set up recurring activities in your calendar. Build workflow processes. Put all of these marketing items together. You can even draft up mail merges. You can run everything out of that CRM. But again... Huge part of it is based on communication. The other thing that I would encourage people to do is, and this is a big one for me lately, but beyond just the active Everest clients, the active gold clients, that tells you a little bit. But the key word of CRM, the key letter is R, it's relationships. You've mentioned it a couple of times yourself. This is designed to... Do the job of maintaining those relationships. It's designed to help users remember the things about every client that they just can't remember up in their head. Stuff that you might remember about your brother-in-law, uh, maybe not your in-laws, but your brother, your wife, your kids. I know, I know what my wife's – I know what car she drives. I know what her favorite coffee is. I know what her favorite restaurant is. Those types of things are what should be put into a CRM because those are – are re huge relationship builders. Mm -hmm. And I have been shocked the past, I don't know, the past since August. So the past few months, I've done a number of speaking sessions and things like that where I ask the audience, who tracks some type of client favorite? Right. And it's not a lot. <laughs> I would argue, yeah, I, I, I pulling up, it's crazy. <clears throat> pulling a number out of thin air, just based on the number of hands that I saw raised. I would say I saw maybe 10 to 15% of the hands go up when tracking a client favorite. I just did a keynote speech at, at Riskalyze on this same subject in front of 600-plus people, and I saw maybe 20 hands go up, maybe 30 hands go up out of 600. That's mind-boggling to me because it is such a tiny thing people can do. It's such a tiny thing to track my favorite restaurant and then send me an Outback gift card for my birthday. It's so tiny, but it's it's impactful. Like when I'm sitting there eating my blooming onion, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna think about you, you dude. I love the blooming onion. That's a great idea. Anybody, my birthday is August 22nd. You know, there so you go. Anybody exactly. Who wants to send May 14th. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> I thought that was a great idea. It's crazy Here, to me Here's that people a, a aren't tip that we give that I think is right along that same line is I always tell people, hey, look, go, go through your list in your, in your CRM and then apply the Ford method to each of the contacts in your CRM. The Ford method is family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. Document for yourself what you know about this person's family, what you know about their occupation, meaning their work and what they're doing in their career, what you know about their hobbies, 
to mm -hmm. be their recreation, and right. then ultimately what you know about their dreams. And the dreams is so important because if you're a financial advisor, a lot of their dreams have to do with their money <laughs> and, and what they can exactly. obtain in their future. If you're a real estate agent, a lot of their dreams have to do with home ownership, right? right? And what they want to do there. And so it's so critical that you track those things. Then when you're having those conversations, which is ultimately building relationships, which I love how you're pointing out the R and CRM is relationships, meaning like yep. you, you have to build those relationships. And it's built on this thesis is that to survive in this new day and age of technology, where technology can do a lot of the transaction type stuff that we used to do and give us information that we used to only be able to get through a service-based sales professional. We can get it ourselves by just being a consumer to survive. You have to focus on the relationship. Relationships generate referrals. Relationships generate repeat business. Relationships generate referrals of referrals, meaning like that's going to be the key. And I guarantee you, mark my words, as we look to the future 10 years from now, the only people who will have survived are the people who focused on building relationships with their database. So when the market takes a turn here in the next year, because we all know it's coming. We don't know when, but we all know it's coming. The financial advisor that's going to survive is the financial advisor that knows my wife Megan and I, that knows we have a dog named Bilbo and Nora, not the financial advisor that's just invested money for me in the, in the market. I can invest exactly. money myself in the market, right? It's the financial exactly. advisor that I have a friendship with, that I feel actually I can trust. And, and all that trust is built off of this relationship, which is ultimately built off, do you know the details of my life? which gets back to you're never going to be able to remember the details of everybody's life. It's impossible. Meaning you're, impossible. you're going to have 500 people in your CRM, if not more. You have to document the stuff. That's the second challenge to everybody today. If we went through your CRM, would you have the favorites? I think that's a great question. Would you have anything from the Ford method listed on those contacts in the CRM? Because if you don't, man, that's an amazing touch point that now you can do for every single one of those clients. You pick up the phone, you call five of those people a day, and you just go, I'm gonna to talk to them about something in this Ford method category. Maybe their family, maybe their occupation, maybe their dreams, maybe their recreational activities. Like I'm gonna to talk to them about something like that, and then I'm gonna document it in my CRM. And then if you get even better, then I'm gonna put them on the, you, you keep saying like the newsletter, I'm gonna put them on the newsletter drip, I'm gonna send them American Lifestyle Magazine, knowing that yep. they like this type of thing. So, I mean, it's just exactly. so, I just want to drive that home for the audience. Like everything is built on that right there. And so you got to go gut check yourself right now and say, do I have that for my clients in the CRM? Think, think about all your listeners. Think about everybody who's listening to this, right? You, you, you threw out your listeners earlier when we were kind of doing our little pre-session on this, right? To all the listeners, all the watchers, whatever, think about this. There are thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people doing what you do, right? What you do isn't unique. It's how you do it. That's what's unique. That's a golden nugget. Any, like you said, I can go to an app. I can go to Zillow. I can do any number of things myself. But if I'm working with somebody who knows my 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 sports fan, I'm a sports team guy. If somebody knows that I like snickerdoodles, it's little things and it's different for everybody. Culture is hard. If you're, a, if you're an office that doesn't care about sports, maybe don't try and talk about sports with your clients, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's, if, if you try to ask people how many home runs were scored in the, in the, you know, Chiefs Texans game, you're going <laughs> to come off looking pretty stupid. So it's a matter of taking what you care about. And mashing it with what your clients care about. And that's how you build a culture. 
That's really, really important. It's hard to do. It's, it's so hard to do, but it's like your CRM, which is managing your database, is ultimately trying to facilitate the principle of getting people to know you, getting people to like you, and getting people to trust you. And, mm-hmm. and obviously it starts with you can't get people to know you if you don't even know the people you're trying to go after. <laughs> So, so you right. got You got to organize your list, and I mean, I I think that's the major, huge takeaway from the the podcast is that if you haven't woken up to the reality, is like first thing you got to do in business is build a database of people that usually starts with your sphere of influence, your friends and family, and then it branches out from there to go after your target audience. But it usually focuses in to build your list. So then from there, after you have that list, you can start determining. How do I actually reach out to these people? And your CRM is ultimately trying to position you, hey, I want to get known to this list of people. I want to get liked. And how do I get liked? Well, I get liked by connecting on what we just talked about right there, which is the relationship side. you got to build relationships with these people to get them to like you. And then ultimately, trust. Trust, I always share with people, is that's in building authority on the subject matter that you want to be considered an expert in, i.e., I'm a financial advisor. When people think about investing their money, I want them to think of me. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you build that trust? How do you build that mind share in the mind of your client, in that database, in your CRM? How do you get them to always think of you when they think of financial advising? Same with real estate. When they think of real estate, I want to think of Luke. And that trust, and in your CRM, you should be able to set up, if it's a good CRM, which I know you guys have a great one, you should be able to set up email marketing. You should be able to set up to where you can do a phone call once a quarter for these people. Set an activity on them so you can do a phone call once a quarter and you start adding into these emails that you're sending that trust of, hey, here's what's happening in the market. Here's what's happening in the real estate market or here's what's happening in the stock market. And you start building a authority on this subject matter, which ultimately, if you do those three, three things well, where you get this known like and trusted, ultimately, that's what's going to result in you having an effective business, people using you over and over and over again, people referring you out. And that's what your CRM is ultimately trying to facilitate. For sure. Absolutely. And it requires maintenance, like any tool, you know, a chainsaw. You got to sharpen a blade. You got to change the oil. You got to put in new gas. This is the same tool. It requires maintenance, double checking, you know, making sure that we are consistent, clean up, all that stuff. Even though that this is the first and a, and a huge foundation to sit on, it, it, it is something that is still a consistent. You know, it still needs to be looked at. Set, set a reminder every six months to do a report on every Everest client or to do a report on people who maybe don't have a category or a status. That kind of thing is going to save you as well. So I have a question for you. We tend to ask uh, this question to everybody we have that comes on. Uh, right. The um, podcast is, you know, I've been, just been such a, um, I don't student. even know, student is probably the wrong Researcher. word because I'm not a great student of it. But um, curious person? I'm a curious, intrigued person okay. of what is the formula to success, right? That's the question everybody's after. Everybody's, how do I be successful? How, how do I, how do, like, what's the principles that I need to apply, the formulas that I need to apply in my life? I'm curious for you. Looking back on your life so far and the experiences you've had, we know there's no magic formula out there, but what are some of the routines and successes that you've implemented in your life that has driven success for you? That's a really good question. It's kind of everything all over. You know, I could probably list off a dozen different things. I think a big part of it is, is being yourself. That's been one of, one of the huge motivators of my success is not only am I able to be myself, 
but I'm with a company that lets me be myself. I don't think I would be as successful with a company that made me wear a suit every day. I do it. I look pretty good in a suit, but <laughs> I can rock a suit. There's, there's, I can rock a suit. Don't I got get a the few wrong idea, them, you know? people. <laughs> I, uh, I love our culture here at Redtail. We work hard, we play hard, we have fun, and we're pushed by innovation. Hmm. And I think that is a huge part is, is lean into who you are and, and let people fall in love with that. Let people – let that lead you to your success, you know. And, you know, there's other things as well. I'm also – I'm not the best student in the world and I certainly didn't go to school for business or finances or anything like that. Um, but I'm always trying to learn more. I'm on social media all the time, not just to interact with people, which I love doing, but to learn. Even in – I have my Twitters at Ricky Redtail, but I have my own personal Twitters and things like that. And even outside of the Ricky Redtail one, all of my social media feeds have ties into the the writers, the thought leaders, the publications that fuel this industry. So that even if I'm screwing around, I get pieces of info, mm-hmm. right? Even if I'm messing around, I can see on Twitter, oh, this thing happened. Oh, Schwab is going zero commissions. Um, and they're not the f- only person to do it now or they're not the only group to do it now. I learned that by being on Twitter. So that's a huge thing that's that's really helped me. And then another part is thinking differently. Both myself and and I get this from our CEO, Brian McLaughlin, one of the things that we try to do here at Redtail is look at the world. Look at technological advances in the world. Look at strategies in the world. And then try to find ways to pair them to with what we are doing. So I you know, we talk about culture and consistency and things like that. You know, look at other companies outside of this industry. Look at the big leaders. Look at what Disney does at their parks. Obviously, I think that that's a I think that I think it was 11, 12 years ago. It's now finally starting to pay dividends because I learned so much about connecting with people and building relationships with people in brief, brief moments that I can carry on now. You know, look at what you know, what is look at what Tesla does to drive their raving fans. You know, you ever talk with anybody who has a Tesla? Like, even if you don't bring up Tesla, they will tell you about their (laughs) Tesla. What do they do? Looking outside of your industry at other people's successes, I think is one of the most important things people do. It's one of the things I've started doing. It's one of the things Brian does. With, With Redtail, it's a matter of technology. You see these huge tech corporations, Google, Amazon, Apple, whatever, they're leaning more and more into artificial intelligence. And so now, so are we. And AI is a, you know, it's a little bit scary for some people who've watched a little too much Terminator, and I understand that. <laughs> um, but think about the computer. Think about where the computer started. The, the computer started filling up buildings. You needed a building to have a computer. Then you needed a room, then you needed a desk. Now we have computers in our hands that are more sophisticated than what NASA used when they sent people to the moon. AI is going to be the same thing. It's going to start big and it's going to get pared down more and more and more so that other industries can use it. You know, Redtail is the leading in, you know, CRM provider in this industry, but we're not Google. Mm. But we're taking their example 
and we will, you know, in, in short order, be able to provide similar services in a way Google does. So that's why I think you should look outside because even if it's big, especially with technology, it's going to get scaled down. Mm-hmm. That's what technology does. It scales down to a consumer level eventually, you know. That's great advice. Great advice. Awesome, Ricky. Well, thank you for being here. Ricky Redtail, Rick Williamson. Thank you. Whatever. Whichever one you want to go with. <laughs> anything. I'll answer to almost anything. Rico, Richard, Rick. Yeah, Rico. Uh, <laughs> Rico. That's what we should have That's your Instagram, that. right? Crazy Rico? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got so many. I got, I got Crazy Rico on Instagram. I got Ricky Redtail on Twitter. I got the Popcorn Diet on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm the opposite of disconnected. I'm, all, I'm connected multiple ways. It's wild. So you, hear, you heard all those handles. Any other places people can connect with you? Anything else before we – or anything you wanted to plug before we close out the podcast here? I mean the biggest thing, obviously, Redtail. Redtail Red CRM. You know, our, our, our training – I love our training team. I know it's not anything that is judged or has any metrics, but I think we have the best training in the industry in the ways that we provide it. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash redtailtech, that is updated every week with new training materials. Uh, if you're, if you've never used Redtail and you're interested, we got a free trial on our website, redtailtechnology.com. Um, but yeah, man, that's, uh, we're all over. Same thing. We're all over. If you search for us on, on Twitter, Redtail CRM, we're everywhere, but definitely check it out. If you're not using a CRM, obviously check us out first, <laughs> but, but, I implore you to use something. Shop. Look for what you want. Look at your needs. Look at your budget. Look at your staff and try to find that fit because if you're not using it, you're on borrowed time, my friends. Mm. Uh, you, you, you cannot sustain that yeah. so for true. much longer. So true. You are right. And thank everybody for listening. Thank everybody for listening. Thank, thank everybody for everybody. listening. <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into this episode of Stay Paid. To dive deeper into this episode and to get all of the resources and links that we mentioned here, go to staypaidpodcast.com for this episode's show notes. While there, you can also find the videos for all of our episodes. That's staypaidpodcast.com. And if you're interested in supporting the show, there's two ways that we're going to ask you to do that. Number one, head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and leave a comment. And the best way is to tell a friend about the podcast and share it on your social media. Here's the scoop, Luke. Okay, give me the scoop, Nobody Josh. likes secrets. All right? mm-hmm. Nobody likes secrets. Secrets aren't fun. They're fun to have, but they're not fun when someone else has a secret that you don't know about. <laughs> don't keep this show a secret. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Post something you learned in this episode on LinkedIn this week. It's going to do a couple things. Number one, it's going to make you look smart. Right? Because you posted something smart. Dude, I like where he's going with this. This is good. Yes, I like this. (laughs) Number two, you're going to get to be one of those people that said, I was listening to Stay Paid before it became a global phenomenon. And you're going to have proof (laughs) on your social media feed from 2019 to prove that. Yes, I love that. Help out the show that those two ways. If you'd like to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia or find us on Instagram. And, of course, you can find Reminder Media on all the social media channels. We are at Reminder Media. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acree, guys, and I'm going to close with this. The action item. I think Ricky, you know, obviously said it best. You're on borrowed time, man, if you don't have a CRM. So get a CRM. That's not even negotiable. That's not even a take action item. That's a you're on borrowed time. You're going to die if you don't get a CRM. So get yourself a CRM. But here's the action item for the podcast is I challenge all of you this evening is to print out the list of contacts you have in your CRM 
or just pull them up, you know, pull them up right there and make sure that you have those people segmented into the right group. At the very least, you need to be segmenting these people into where you have your A list, your B list, your C list, where you have your clients versus your prospects. You have to get your segmentation right. In that process, so many things are going to pop out to you. Things like, I haven't talked to this person in five years. Things like, man, I have this person's first name but no last name. Meaning you need to get the data in your CRM cleaned because everything is going to flow from there. How effective your marketing is going to be. I mean, our next podcast that I'm about to, to record is a podcast all about email marketing. But you won't be able to do email marketing well if you don't have a good list. And that starts with your CRM. So, difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in any industry is top producers take action. So, take action on that today.